0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at morbidlybeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror, pop culture related. From reviews, interviews, top ten lists, and everything in between, it's everything you ever wanted in one spot. They also have a great library of podcasts, so go check out those after you finish listening to this episode here. Now today's episode is going to be about a sea creature. Yeah, I know, it's a little bit weird, but hey. We all know the legend of the Kraken. Or at least we think we do. It's a Scandinavian folklore and myth that centers around a giant squid-like creature. Very Cthulhu-like, actually. And it is the thing of nightmares. But what's the real story behind the Kraken? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. This is The Kraken. Amidus. Amidus. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Thanks to a handful of movies released in the mid-2000s, many people are familiar with this sea-bearing tentacle creature reminiscent of the old gods but more specifically people are probably more familiar with this scene release the Kraken thank you Liam Neeson never change terrible movie remakes aside the Kraken is this fascinating creature and one that has really transcended time now a lot of this information is going to come from ancientorigins.net and it starts off as such according to scandinavian mythology the kraken is a horrifying giant sea creature said to be one mile long stories generally describe it as a terrifying enormous octopus or squid-like creature that attacks ships according to some tales the kraken was so huge that its body could be mistaken for an island but is there any chance that a real animal exists behind these scary legends and anybody who knows anything about marine biology or, well, really even has common sense would probably say yes. But let's just get into a little bit more of the lore. The Kraken is first mentioned in the Ovar Udur, a 13th century Icelandic saga involving two sea monsters, the Hafgufa, the sea mist, or the Lingbakr, the heatherback. The Hafgufa is believed to be a reference to the Kraken. Around that time, 1250, Another report about the kraken was documented in the Norwegian scientific work Kanugus Skugastja. I'm so sorry for butchering these words. I, there's no, uh, yeah, let's just continue on like that didn't happen. It said that only two existed because they could not reproduce and would need so much food that they could not survive. That work goes on to describe the kraken's feeding habits, claiming that it would trap surrounding fish by stretching its neck with a belch releasing food from its mouth other accounts suggest that the beast emitted a strong peculiar scent or perhaps poop when it wanted to feed either way the fish would be lured and eventually enter the kraken's mouth so it could feed as a result vast quantities of them would be trapped the sudden gathering of fish was thus seen as a warning sign for sailors to move away from that area quickly lest they become victims of the kraken the kraken was also mentioned in the first edition of Systema Natura in 1735, a taxonomic classification of living organisms by the Swedish botanist, physician, and zoologist Carlos Linnaeus. He classified the kraken as a cephalopod, designating the scientific name Microcosmos Marinus, although any mention to kraken was omitted in later editions of the Systema Naturae. Linnaeus described it in his later work, Fauna Susicia, in 1746 as a unique monster that is said to inhabit the seas of Norway, but I have not seen this animal. End quote. Thanks to the accounts of fishermen, the Danish historian Erik pont described the kraken's appearance in his work Natural History of Norway in 1755. He wrote that the beast is round, flat, and full of arms or branches the largest and most surprising of all the animal creations. The fishermen who spoke to Pontipatian were apparently unanimous in their description of the creature. Most scholars believe that the kraken is based on one, or an amalgamation of species of squid or octopus. The most popular is the belief that the beast's appearance is closest to a giant squid. However, these animals are not believed to be particularly interested in making contact with humans, unlike the far more aggressive, but much smaller, only about the size of a human, Humboldt squid. Some have even suggested that the kraken emerged from the even larger, by mass, colossal squid. But that's unlikely since colossal squid lived near the Antarctica, not Scandinavia. Although the kraken was usually described as looking like a giant octopus or squid, which is probably what the legendary monster is based on, it also has been described as crab-like, and that was believed to cause large whirlpools as well. The Swedish author, Jacob Waldenberg, described the kraken in 1781 in his work, Min son pa gallijin, or My son on the galley, and it goes as follows, quote, gradually kraken ascends to the surface, and when he is at 10 to 12 fathoms, the boats Had better move out of his vicinity, as he will shortly thereafter burst up, like a floating island spurting water from his dreadful nostrils, and making ring waves around him, which can reach many miles, could one doubt that this is the Leviathan of Job. Interesting reference to the Bible, and Leviathan, which I've covered in the past, as one of the leaders of the, well, hell, I guess, The Kraken was said to lie at the bottom of the sea and surface in search of food or when disturbed, most probably by a large ship. Stories generally claimed that when the humans made contact with the Kraken, there was sure to be trouble. Some folktales refer to the creature as the Sea Mischief, which hunts at their nature, but may even be a bit of a lighter nickname than it deserves when you consider the scary stories of the giant beasts capturing ships full of men And pulling them down into the depths of the sea. If the strong tentacles of the sea monster failed to pull down a ship, then it would supposedly swim quickly in circles around the ship to create a whirlpool to achieve its Maleficent goal. The myth of the Kraken is believed by many historians to have originated from the giant squid. If the Kraken is based off a giant squid, that could explain the descriptions of the belch or poop the creature is said to admit a confusion of the onlookers witnessing the squid trying to protect itself by squirting out ink. The giant squid can reach up to 13 meters, or 43 feet in length, and has been rarely seen by humans as it lives in very, very deep waters. The large tentacles and shocking appearance of the then-unknown creature would have understandably inspired fantastical stories. Even today, there is a sense of mystery, awe, And sometimes terror when people hear stories about giant squids inhabiting the dark and foreboding depths of the ocean with so much of the deepest parts of the ocean still unexplored by humans it is also possible that the stories of the kraken were created off something even larger more ancient and more terrifying than any animal we know of today that does bring up a very interesting point as well we don't know what is under there I've always heard the rumor or the stories that we know more about space than we do our own oceans. And there are also people that believe that UFOs don't come from space, but from the ocean depths below. Eh, Some of them, anyway. It's an interesting theory to think of. What if the Kraken is actually the Kraken, and it only emerges once every few hundred years? For maybe a period of time. Something like Pennywise comes out once every 27 years for a week or two or whatever to feed. Maybe then it goes back down to the deepest parts of the Marianas Trench, only to resurface again, 100, 200, 300 years later. Potentially it's a kaiju. Think of Godzilla. You know, he lives in the bottom of the ocean most of the time, and then just randomly comes up. Who knows what other monsters, quote-unquote monsters, animals, live beneath our very oceans. I really want to know, and I'm sure everybody else wants to know, But the myth of the Kraken is one that really took off, as I said, in the mid-2000s. Pirates of the Caribbean did a version of it, and so did Clash of the Titans. Like I said, release the Kraken. Everybody knows that line. It's been memed, it's been parodied, it's just been everywhere. Even today, you still hear about it once in a while. There's a rum brand named after the Kraken as well. So there is a place in our popular culture for this sea creature, this beast of the ocean. This Cthulhu old god that comes up every once in a while to get some food. We also have to draw comparisons to H.P. Lovecraft and his old god renditions. How much of the Kraken played a role in his descriptions and his stories? There's reason to believe that the Cthulhu monster, specifically from Call of the Cthulhu, was based off the sonnet The Kraken, written in 1830 by Alfred Tennyson. Of course, the Kraken doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world or an apocalyptic age, not like Cthulhu, but the comparisons are there to draw upon. It's kind of amazing to look back at things you may not have even realized were connected to actual legends, or even real-life monsters, or animals in this case. I mean, we just have to look at the influence that H.P. Lovecraft has had on horror over the years, and then we just look back at what inspired him... And to a degree, it was the Kraken. The comparisons, as I said, are easy to draw upon. You have tentacles, sea creature, big monster that lives in the bottom of the ocean. And it comes up every once in a while. One could even argue that Dungeons & Dragons has a Kraken lore to it with the Mind Flayers. Again, they're probably more based off of the Cthulhu monster, but what is the Cthulhu monster based off of? Yes, the Kraken, the giant squid. Again, I always find these real-life encounters and real-life comparisons very fascinating. And I haven't even got to the fun part. Okay, now the fun part's over. The myth is over. The legendary folklore is over. But what about the fossils that many believe can be related back to the Kraken? Now, initially found in 2011, fossils of a marine lizard showed up in a strange pattern which a researcher believes was caused by a Kraken-like octopus. The claim has been criticized, but Professor McManaman, a paleontologist at Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, backed up his conclusion with other findings. An odd arrangement of sea reptile vertebrae was found in Berlin Ixiothor State Park in Nevada. The animal was called an Ixiothor and it lived around 200 to 250 million years ago. The manner in which the bones were found suggests that it was attacked by a much larger predator, perhaps supporting the hypothesis that a giant octopus or squid once dominated the seas. It has been estimated that the creature which vanquished the Ixiothor had to have been about 30 meters, or 98 feet, long. This far surpasses the largest octopus known today, a creature rarely larger than a human being. The discovery of a fossil identified as part of the beak of the giant octopus or squid-like creature, along with more bones arranged in unusual patterns, which may have been sucker markings, adds to Professor McMenamin's evidence. A debris pile of scattered bones were also found alongside the remains of the Ixiothor. Professor McMenamin asserts that the bones arrangement and the location for the sucker markings indicates that the Ixiothor was drowned or had its neck snapped. From there, it seems the beast was moved, possibly to the Kraken's lair, where it was dumped. Could this discovery really point to the existence of the legendary Kraken? While the idea is interesting, further evidence is absolutely needed. Once again, the more we spend investigating our ocean floors, the more we'll find out about legendary creatures that may have existed at some point in time, or maybe even still do exist. But that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you like what you heard. And if you did, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Any five-star reviews will be read out on the show, just like last week with Mitch's. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com horror horrorshots, where you can also leave a review, one that will also be read if it's a five-star. Wink-wink, hint-hint, nudge-nudge. You can follow along for one very... Uninformative pride on twitter at horror shots prod as in production or on instagram at ominous origins pod if you would like to buy some merch you can absolutely do so as well and you can find the red bubble link in my profile there's some designs there's some original work and there's of course the ominous origins and horror shots logos so you can stake that on a t-shirt and show it with pride if you do end up doing that hit me up with a picture Twitter, you can just hashtag it or tag me in it, and uh, I will be beyond static to see somebody wearing some merch. But that's all I got for you today, so until next week.